Ideal, a mental pattern of perfection. Okay? Ideal, divine ideal, the Christ man, the divine idea of man. The idea of spirit, or ideal of spirit, the ideals in the mind of being that produce the perfect creation. The ideal unfoldment. When the illumined intellect wholly cooperates with spirit, there is a merging and blending of these powers until the intellect ceases to be mere intellect and is lost in spirit. And then we start moving into other aspects of the divine, and the divine mind, divine mind, God mind, ever-present, all-knowing mind, the absolute, the unlimited, omnipresent, all-wise, all-loving, all-powerful spirit. 
There is but one mind, and that mind cannot be separated or divided. Because like the principle of mathematics, it is indivisible. All that we can say of the one mind is that it is absolute, and that all its manifestations are in essence like itself. Divine mind create a power of the functioning of the principles of being, spirit in action. Mind is not a thing, mind is. It is that which through orderly processes produces things. Divine mind first conceives the idea, then images its fulfillment. Man acting in cooperation with divine mind places himself under this same creative law and thus brings his ideas into manifestation. Then we get into divine order. Order is the first law of the universe. Indeed, there could be no universe unless its various parts were kept in perfect order. The facts of spirit are of spiritual character, and when understood in their right relation, they are orderly. Orderliness is law and is the test of true science. And then we get into man, mankind here, a metaphysical meaning of man. Man is an idea, an idea in divine mind. The epitome of being, the apex of God's creation, created in God's image and likeness. And uh, I love this. this, this all comes from the revealing word. Man appears unlike God because he, through disobedience, fell into sin, as they put it. Remember, sin is missing the mark. Through accepting race thoughts, man has adopted wrong ideas about himself and his relationship to his source. He has believed that he is unlike God and separate from him, and these concepts have, by the law of thought, become manifest. We're clear here what, we're, what we are participating in. And some might say, well, the, you know, the others are worse, but it all comes down to the same thing. So ideal man is the perfect man, the Christ. And so let's understand something here. Jesus is not the Christ. Jesus manifested the Christ, just as you and I can do at any moment of any day. The Son of God is Christ, which is the divine ideal. So the Christ, the offspring of divine mind, manifest man should be as perfect as the ideal, and he will then, and he will be, well, that's, and he will be when the individual identifies himself with the Christ. And most of us do not identify ourselves with the Christ. A lot of people think we have to bow down to Jesus or the Christ. Like, no, 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 no. We don't have to bow down to anything. We have to accept our divinity. And so stay clear on that for a little bit. When he is identified with anything less than perfection, he manifests some degree of imperfection. Man makes his world through the activity of his ideas in his consciousness. Ideas of wisdom, power, intelligence. The real man is the embodiment of God and all the God substance and the power to make it active is inherent within him. When we are quickened to true spiritual understanding and fully realize the true character of God and our own nature as the image or idea of God, we will begin to live as Jesus lived in order that we may bring forth the likeness. To perceive the true character of God and his attributes, and then to grasp our relationship to him, is to realize that his attributes are our attributes. His power is our power. His character is our character. 
We don't need this right now. So. Hi. I'm watching here. Somebody's watching live on their phone in the room because because <laughs> I'm too far away to be heard. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so so to begin to do, we want to identify ourselves as the Christ. And that doesn't mean as a highly religious character. It doesn't mean as a high, highly religious person. But it does mean operating at a higher level. And to make myself feel like I'm at an elevated level by looking down on someone else, that doesn't make me elevated. It doesn't mean I'm operating at a higher level. It means I'm sitting in false judgment. And I say false judgment because while I'm judging, I'm not judging with righteous judgment. I'm not seeing as God sees. I'm seeing as my ego sees so that I don't have to rise up. I have a friend yesterday, yesterday I had a friend I was sitting and talking with, and he said his prayer first thing every morning is, God, help me to not lie, cheat, or steal today. And, and that's starting at the basics. Because you see, when we don't lie, cheat, or steal, we, uh, we, we, we remember our Christ selves better. When, it doesn't mean we don't want to lie, cheat, or steal. And sometimes I don't lie, cheat, or steal, and I'll call you a liar right there. It's amazing what we can lie about, what, how we can cheat, and how we steal. Not everybody robs banks. Not everybody's a pickpocket. Who here steals time? Who steals time from another? Who steals dignity from another? Who steals it from themselves? Who robs themselves of the good that they are by telling themselves they are not good? And so when we do that, that's lying. It's cheating ourselves out of our divinity and it's robbing ourselves of our God identification. And so you see, it's rather simple to lie, cheat, and steal. And we would say, but I've never done what those people do. I don't cheat on my taxes and I don't cheat on this. And I'll say, okay, fine. Do you do the work you're paid to do? How much time do you kill at work? You know, whatever, you know, whatever it is. And I'm not here to make us guilty. It's impressive on how we can uh, wake up to our behaviors in spite of our self-righteousness. And, and in spite of our self-forgetting. So the divine ideal in that, we want to rise up to our Christ selves. And, and, I, and I want to move into our future teachings and talks and discussions with emphasizing, let's take Christ away from Jesus, per se, and, uh, or at least let's not limit Christ to Jesus. And let's expand the Christ consciousness to all beings and let it start with yourself. And so if, I, if my Christ were awakened today, what would I do? Well, I would be kinder on the highway, on the streets. I would realize I really have no room to judge my brothers and my sisters for their flaws, for their mistakes. And I would interrupt those judgments. It doesn't mean I never will judge. It doesn't mean I won't do, but I'll begin to interrupt them in my 
awakening to the divine ideal in myself. I will have to interrupt a lot of gossip, a lot of character assassination, and I'm embarrassed to say a lot of. But I've seen some of my behaviors over the years, and it's like, oh, doggone it. I'm the minister. And I'm supposed to be Sean, who's enlightened and awakened and sober for 100 years and everything. And then all I have to do is turn on Facebook, and, and suddenly my judgments come to light because I forget to pray before I turn on Facebook. Anybody? Anybody forget to pray before they turn on Facebook, before they read their emails? I had to learn years ago to not check my email on a Saturday night because I, I have been surprised with some emails that led to severe judgments. And you know what? I don't go to bed well with severe judgments and, it's, and I don't really want to do that, especially before Sunday morning. But I don't want to just be, oh, spiritual Sean on Sunday mornings. I want to be spiritual Sean all day on Sunday, all day on Monday, all day on Tuesday, all day on, what this next day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I, I want to be spiritual Sean every day. That doesn't mean religious Sean. And some would say, well, you can't be perfect. Well, I don't know. I've never been. I, I can tell you I, I have uh, reached a lot higher levels than I have been lately of spirituality, not religion, but spirituality, of trust in God, of, of trust in a Holy Spirit. I've reached much higher levels than I have lately because I've had a lot of judgments lately. Anybody? Anybody? You know, and, it, and it's so hard. The news happens and, you know, now the judgment can run, run so high over whether or not somebody has a mask on. And I have those judgments. I would prefer everyone to wear a mask right now, at least, you know, when we're getting closer to each other. I, I'm not wearing a mask right now because you wouldn't understand me, but everybody in the room here, except Kenneth and I, have a mask on. And so we are, we are paying attention to that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so to begin to look at things and say, oh, okay, so this is what we choose for our life. This is what I choose for myself. What about when I choose differently? I remember back in March when somebody was, another minister was really coming at me to close the church. Sean, you can't have a live service. You can't. You don't understand what you're doing. And, well, I just prayed and I didn't understand all the ramifications. And we had a ser service that week. I forget, 20-some people came. And the following week, we closed the doors from live service and just went to virtual you know, if you pray, you will get wisdom. Pray for wisdom, you get wisdom. And then you have to act on it. But I, and, and so to pay attention. What's the voice telling you on the next thing? Oh, let that person through the light. Oh, pick up the phone and call somebody and say, how you doing today? Uh, at the grocery store, walk with dignity, walk with... Uh, togetherness and oneness and uh, kindness. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your brothers and sisters who are in the grocery store, who are in the, almost said the general store. It's like, what year are we in? Uh, the Walmart, which is the general store. If You know, if you got to go out, be considerate, be kind. David wrote a whole message about wearing a mask is kindness. He wrote that on Facebook the other day. 
And, and it is. It's, it's a kindness we can extend to each other. And otherwise, social distancing. Because, and, I, and the reason I say this, it doesn't take away our rights. What it does is give us a chance to pray till we find out more about stuff. Because we don't know everything. You know, the people who, who march for their rights around whether or not to wear a mask. Uh, until you know for sure, until you know who you're affecting, and be kind. Hold up to the Christ ideal. And, and if you have to ask, what would Jesus do? I, yes, Jesus did turn the tables over in the temple, and that was more to make a, a political statement than it was to turn over the temples. He didn't like that they were selling stuff in what he called his temple, even though he had never been there before. But, but it, it, he, I, he, he felt, what do I know what he felt? I'm just going by what I've read. That he turned these tables over, but remember it was his last week, and he came into town, and it was a way to get noticed. But at the same time, it was to say, don't make your spirituality all about money. And yes, we spiritual homes do need, do need an exchange of money. But don't make it all about money. Be, you know, pray first, do a collection later. Pray first, live your life later. Pray first, whatever you're doing, pray first. And so, before we forget all about God, Let's remember God. Before we forget about God, let's remember God. Let's remember that we are beloved children of God. Let's remember, even in the midst of an argument, that we are both children of God. We are lights of God. We are God beings, even in the midst of forgetting, do everything you can to remember. You know, that, that's the height of Jesus' teachings. I'm going to read this to you. And while I'm reading it to you, I'm going to read it to me. I've already read it a couple of times this morning, but I liked it so much. And it comes from uh, 1 John, 2nd chapter. Ah... Uh, and it says, my dear child, look within and see that you have not sinned. Because you see, a lot of us separate ourselves from God because we think we're sinners and we're never going to be able to comp compensate. But the God of my understanding isn't looking at us as if we are evil. I mean, any of us. As if we are bad. It's just a matter of waking up to our source. And so look within and see that you have taken the sins of the world. Well, a lot of word sin today. Uh, let, so look within and see that you have taken uh, the hurts, the confusion of the world upon yourself and held them there. And then realize what Jesus did. He released the sins of the world as illusions accepted the face of Christ and returned himself to the awareness of God. So imagine that, that you look at the world and you say, oh, the world is confused. I have been confused. I'm part of the world. I have been confused and I've given in to that. And I've maintained the confusion by looking out into the world and judging what my brothers and sisters are 
mirroring to me, sometimes much more harshly than what I've done, because sometimes I need to see it in an enormous way in order to realize. We know that we have come to know Christ as we practice the teachings of Christ. The teachings of Christ are these, I am Christ. I am all that is perfect, and all that is perfect is in me. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. All that I am, all that I am not, is illusion, and I am all that I am. It is true that this is not a new command, for this is what has always been true. The darkness is passing, and the true light has always been shining. Darkness has just masked the light, although when we turned on the light, we saw some stuff we didn't like. Let the darkness pass, and do not allow sorrow to come over you. The darkness must pass in order for you to see the light, and you must see the light in order to embrace it. How shall you know if you stand within the light or stumble within the dark? And I like this question. How shall you know if you stand within the light or stumble within the dark? There is one simple test. And this simple test shall never fail. Ask yourself honestly how you feel about your brother or your sister. Ask yourself honestly how you feel about your brother or your sister. If there is one brother or sister whom you do not love truly, you are lost within darkness. Rest yourself and let the darkness pass. For beyond the darkness of illusion, there lives only the light of truth. Do not reach into the darkness and it will pass. Do not reach into the darkness and it will pass. When the light streams through and reaches for you, embrace it. In our Wednesday night class, we have a chat with what we call Holy Spirit. It's, part, it's after we do our reading of the book, Course of Love, then we uh, open our notebooks and we have a chat. Now, my, my chat starts so simply, hi, Spirit. And Spirit always writes back, hi, Sean. And then I ask certain questions, certain pointed questions. I don't ask, what should I do? Because I don't, my belief is, Spirit's not going to tell me what I should do. What's the difference? Spirit, Spirit, God is not going to lose. And so it doesn't matter. But I can ask, what should I do if I want to achieve this? I think this week we asked, uh, tell me about my fears. And if there are any that uh, would serve well to work at releasing. And uh, I don't remember everything that I wrote. But somewhere in there, I... Uh, Spirit said, your, your fears uh, block you. You use your fears as a, uh, as a protection. That's the word. And I said, and I, so I asked, what am I protecting myself from? And Spirit wrote back, from your thoughts, Sean. You are using your fears to block you from your thoughts. Because you think your thoughts are going to kill you. You think your thoughts are going to destroy you. You think your thoughts are going to take away your good. And it's like, oh, oh my goodness. And so, I have been pursuing 
other thoughts this week. And I've been pursuing a support system to remind me of the light that I am. Not the light my ego is, but the light that I truly am, so that I don't forget. See, I want the divine ideal active and present in my life. And it chokes me to say that because there's other things of another nature that I want. And I don't want to prey on them because I'm afraid I will not get to indulge myself in whatever pleasures I'm looking to indulge myself in. And the funny part is, I won't lose anything by surrendering to the love of God, the light of God, the peace of God, the joy of God. I won't lose anything. And I've gone and uh, listened to others who have had this experience. And all they talk about is the relief and how much more they have received in their lives as a result of surrendering the seeming control. And, and so I've got a few issues to work on here. One is my fear of my brothers and sisters. My fear and my fear of my thoughts about my brothers and my sisters. So you see, I fear these people and I fear I'll be punished by God for my thoughts about them, for my confusion about them. And so we have to keep working at this, working at this, not with guilt, guilt will not do it, but do it with faith in God the good, faith in light and love and wisdom, with all thy getting, get wisdom, get understanding. And so to begin to look at it, okay, so the divine ideal isn't impossible. And could I allow it to be highly desirable? Could I begin to play differently in my world, just the world I understand so far? Could I play differently so that I don't play for lack, but I play for abundance in spirit? Trusting that there is no good thing I could ever lose. And all good things that I could have are here waiting for me. And all I have to do is develop the willingness in my consciousness to receive them. Kind of saying I release and I let go earlier. And uh, to release all that is no longer working. God, help me that I would not lie, cheat, or steal today. Help me that I would become more willing to love, love, love. I give thanks now that we could all have these discussions. And I look forward to any discussion you want to have with me about any of this stuff. If you want more understanding on it, if you feel that uh, or think that you have something to lose by surrendering to the light of God, reach out and we will uh, grow in our faith in God the good together. Thank you.